The next two events on God's prophetic timeline are World War III and an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. And these are the topics that are dominating the headlines today. And we will analyze these stories from a prophetic perspective on this edition of The End Time Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Last week, we were in Indianapolis, Indiana, and very thankful we had a wonderful conference. We had apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists come from all over the world to that conference. I think on Friday, we had about 11,000 people there, and we kind of took over downtown Indianapolis and What a great time that was, and so uh, thankful to be back in the studio here in Dallas with you today. But I wanted to go over a few things today because you understand that on God's prophetic timeline, from Zechariah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the Old Testament prophets concerning the second uh, events that would um, transpire just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, All the way to Revelation chapter 22, God gives us this giant timeline of events to follow. And the next two, now we're watching ongoing events happening, the ongoing fulfillment of them, world government, world religion, uh, the precursor to the mark of of the beast, and eventually the mark of the beast. Those things will be happening all the way to the second coming of Jesus Christ. But all along on this timeline, there have been things that are once and done. The, the, the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, the healing of the deadly wound, which the two Germanys reuniting, um, the creation of the modern nations that would be on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein, World War I, World War II, the Chernobyl nuclear accident, all of those are prophesied to occur. But when they happened, then they were done and that was it. Then we have some that were watching the ongoing fulfillment of them. Well, I wanted to mention a couple today, which will be the peace agreement that starts the final seven years. That is one of the next events to occur on God's prophetic timeline. And then there's a war, World War III. So we're going to get into that on today's program. But prior to that, I I, I had a couple of honorable mentions articles that I had to mention here today because... These are also fulfillments of Bible prophecy. Now, the Bible prophesies in the book of Luke that just as it was in the days of Sodom, that's how it would be at the time just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. I know the United States has went sideways uh, in many different ways. And this is one of them. We've taken prayer out of schools and Bible reading out of schools and a lot of different things, letting Hollywood set the moral compass, right? But there's also, according to Scripture, there's going to be an increase in the LGBTQ lifestyles. Now, up until the 1960, it was against the law, illegal, to commit the act of sodomy in the United States in all 50 states. However, under the Obama administration in 2015, it became the law of the land. It became that act, same-sex marriage. The act of sodomy 
became legalized in all 50 states. So, as a result of that, obviously we've went down some horrible paths here in the United States where these, they, have, they have these pride parades and everything's celebrated and things like that. Things are diametrically opposed to the Word of God. Things that will send people to hell are celebrated here in the United States of America. So, on uh, what, what has happened, one of the articles I wanted to mention was from the NPR, National Public Radio, was Kim Davis. And she has now been ordered to pay a $100,000 fine to a same-sex couple, or I should say a same-sex um, partnership. I wouldn't call them a couple. And that she denied marriage license. So this saga kind of began back in 2015 after the Supreme Court declared that same-sex marriage was legal in all 50 states. That was with the uh, Obergfell and Hodges decision. Kim Davis declared that issuing marriage licenses as a result of that to same-sex couples went against her beliefs as a member of a, the apostolic church and that marriage should only be between one man and one woman. Well, she's absolutely correct because that's the way that God defined marriage all the way back in the book of Genesis. That a, 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 a only one man and one woman should be married. So, but as a result of this, these two men sued Kim and a federal jury just recently awarded the same-sex duo $100,000. Now, of course, they're going to appeal that and different things are going to happen. But here in America, from 1960, with those acts being illegal in all 50 states, to now here we are in 2023, where we've got courts that are awarding hundreds of $100,000 to a lady who said, no, I will not issue them a... Um, marriage license, because it goes against the Word of God. It's diametrically opposed to the Word of God. The Bible says if, you, if a man lay with mankind as with a woman, it's an abomination unto the Lord. And that is still an abomination. It's still a sin. And so it's important that we talk about these things because the book of Luke, Luke prophesied just as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, when they were per, in, in Sodom, sodomy was the prevalent sin, but it was also every kind of sexual perverse sin. You, that tells us that in the book of Jude. And so it's something that we need to look at because I thought, my, I've heard this taught since I was a kid, and I thought, no, not here in America, surely. I mean, we, we're the land of the free, the home of the brave. We were established on with Judeo-Christian principles. God was always in the fiber of, of our American nation, and yet here we are in 2023 where one month out of the year it is celebrated by many people. The, the, the White House under the Biden administration was lit up with rainbow colors and uh, they had rainbow flags and I mean just the inside was lit up with rainbow colors and all kinds of different things. And we're here in America, so just in a short uh, while, what, 60-some uh, years maybe, we're looking at going from completely illegal to completely legal and celebrated. And it's because God, the book Romans chapter 1, tells us that because they would not like to retain God in their knowledge, He would turn them over to do these perverse things. Read Romans chapter 1. Um, and because they <clears throat> worship the creature more than the Creator, 
Oh, folks, we do not need to take God out of the equation. We need to celebrate God and worship Him. He's the only thing that we should be worshiping, not the creature and not anything that you can see or that's man-made. We should only worship God in all of our lives. And when you get away from doing that, you can get into just, then how do you set your moral compass? There's nothing to set your moral compass by once you move off the Word of God and the worship of God Almighty, the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Bible. That's who we're supposed to be worshiping. So we've got to make sure we set our priorities right because we all want to spend eternity with Him, right? And I've got to align myself up with His Word in these end times. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other. Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptized in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. And I got another story that I wanted to tell you about. But first, I would ask that you would keep uh, my wife and I in prayer. We will be going to back to Israel next Tuesday. We're taking a, a, a I, I can't even remember, I think there's between 40 and 50 people going with us. And uh, certainly looking forward to heading back to the land of Israel. I'll be teaching in the college again. And we will spend time with the missionaries there and who works out of our college and also 
Uh, we will um, be teaching at all the different sites around Israel, and of course we'll have uh, the, the spiritual experiences in Israel, and that's the most important thing to me. When I talk to the group, I tell them, yes, this, the Temple Mount's awesome, and the Mount of Olives, and the Sea of Galilee, and all this is awesome, and it is biblical. But if you do not allow what happened here 2,000 years ago to affect your life today, it all really means nothing. You say, but Dave, you're talking about the Bible. I, I totally understand. But the thing is, is that I need to be able to apply what Jesus Christ did on Calvary to my life today. That's my plan of salvation, is to be born again. To apply... How do I apply the, what, the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary to my life today? If I don't understand that and I can't apply that to my life, then it does me no good what he did. So, when I go to Israel, I explain. when We, go, we do the different sites, but when we go to the tomb, we'll slow way down and I'll say, okay, let me talk to you about what really happened on Calvary. Do you understand that, cal- that sonship was lost with Adam and Eve. There were no more human sons of God throughout the Old Testament until Jesus Christ. There were sons of God angelic beings. In Job chapter 1 it says that the sons of God appeared before God to give an account and Satan was with them. It was angelic beings. However, there were no more human sons of God until Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Christ came to seek and save that which was lost. And a lot of people would say, well, that's sinners. It is sinners, but another thing that was lost, the main thing was sonship. And so Jesus Christ restored that at Calvary, but I've got to be born again for that to apply to my life in 2023. So, and we walk people through in great detail how to do that at the at the tomb. And then we have spiritual experiences at the uh, the upper room and the the sea on the Sea of Galilee at the uh, on the Jesus boat and many different times and then of course the best time for me is the baptisms in the Jordan River just south of the Sea of Galilee where one of the that it comes out there at the bottom and oh man we had a lady just in May in May of this year we had a lady completely healed of cancer when she got baptized in the Jordan River. She had a tumor on her neck, about, looks like about the, maybe just a golf ball or a baseball sticking under her neck, a big old tumor sticking out. And she had tumors in her legs that felt like baseballs under the skin. And she got baptized. She sent Doug Norvell's wife, Tina, a text about a week later and said, God is faithful. God is a healer. She said, this tumor in my neck is completely gone. And the, the tumors in my leg are completely gone and it feels like muscle tissue in my leg right now. Now, I can tell you that and you can either believe that or you can say, oh yeah, right, Dave, you're just trying to sensationalize stuff. Listen, God is a healer in 2023 and God can heal you, God can heal me and God healed this woman. I was there when it happened and I guess I ought to know. You cannot tell me that God's not a healer. You cannot tell me that God can't heal a marriage or God can't deliver somebody from drugs and alcohol and, uh, or deliver, some, deliver somebody from demonic possession. If, if we don't believe that, what are we even doing on here? We're wasting our time, right? But I believe the God of heaven 
knows your name. He knows my name. And he wants us all to go to be with him someday. He came, robed himself in flesh, died on Calvary, purchased a plan of salvation called being born again. And now when I'm born again, I can prepare myself and become a disciple of Jesus Christ, be an ambassador for him on the, in this world. And when he comes back and blows that trumpet, my feet will leave the ground and I will go to be with him for eternity. That's the goal in all of this. So, yes, I do believe he's a healer in 2023. Yes, I do believe he can heal a marriage. He can forgive you of every sin that you've ever committed. I don't care what it is. You say, oh, Dave, uh, I'm a backslider, and my dad's a pastor, and, uh, you know, I could never go back to church, or uh, I've, you know, I've messed up so bad that uh, God can never forgive me. That is a lie from Satan. God can forgive you of anything. That's what repentance is for. You get it? Baptism is for inherited sin. Repentance is for committed sin. Have you ever heard that? You need we spend we spend lots of time on repentance. A lot of people don't even really understand what a repentance is, or what really happens at baptism, or what really happens when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and it's your power to overcome sin. I mean. This born-again experience, folks, it is better than anything, any drug you could ever take, any alcohol you could ever drink, any uh, situation you could ever be in, any trip you could ever go on. No. The born-again experience, it's very, very important. It's, It's how we apply what happened at Calvary to our lives today. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man's born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. So I want to spend eternity with the Lord. I've got to be born again. And, and uh, just prior to our conference up in, in Annapolis, I did a prophecy conference in South Bend, Indiana. And I taught about the born again experience. We had a couple people baptized up there because it's of eternal consequence, right? So, wow, we had just had a wonderful time. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I wish... I wish everybody could just be with us some so we could have some more conversations. And, you know, because I'll be honest with you. I know I've went off my program notes. I don't care. I'm, I, I just want to, I want to make sure that everybody that listens to us and watches us and reads our magazine and comes to the conferences, we're trying to get people to heaven. This is not a money-making thing for us. I'm not preaching prosperity gospel. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I want to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ in the earth to you. How can we, Doug, Vince, and I, and our entire end-time team, how can we help you make it to heaven let us know. If it, do you have questions about stuff? Uh, Dave, I've always wondered about this aspect of the gospel or this aspect of the Bible or, you know, and prophecy. How close are we? Any way that we can help you, that's what we're here for. This is maybe a different program than you've ever heard before. I, I don't know. But I want to help you get to heaven. That was Jesus' goal He said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. And his message was the gospel of the kingdom of God. What's the gospel of the kingdom of God? The God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Let me show you how to be a part of that kingdom. 
And then he told Nicodemus, except a man's born again, you can't be a part of the kingdom. Folks, there's not even two tickets out of here. There's only one ticket. That's it. And if you look back in the Old Testament plans of salvations, which were stopgap measures bringing them to Christ when a sinless human being would die to break the law of sin and death, which says the soul that sinned has to die. So God knew that a sinless human being would have to come and die. So he couldn't find one. He robed himself in a fleshly human being called Jesus Christ, and he died on Calvary. A sinless human being was put to death by Satan. The Bible says if the princes of this world would have known who he really was, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. So he was put to death. And that broke the law of sin and death. Now, I don't owe the penalty of, de- of sin, which is death. I can be born again, and my sins are imputed to Jesus, and his righteousness is imputed to me. It's the most wonderful thing that has ever happened to the human race by far, period. It allows me to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. You say, and, and this is the thing, at this point here, I've taught hundred. I don't know how many Bible studies. But at this point, I've had people say, yeah, Dave, but you don't know what I've done. I don't care what you've done. Everybody listening to me has probably done something that you would be embarrassed to get on the radio and tell, right? Everybody. You've made a mistake. You've done, you've messed up here. You bumped your head here. You bumped your toe there. I mean, everybody. And God knows that people were going to be, make mistakes. That's what repentance is for. The Bible says if you repent, God is just to forgive you. You know he's forgiven you because the Bible says he will. And he cannot go back on his promises. So if you're a backslider, come home. You you say, I've heard of backsliders. uh, I've known backsliders that went into the LGBTQ lifestyle. Come home. Hear me? Come home. God loves you. Jesus Christ is the one that told the parable of the prodigal son. And he, at the end of the story, he says the father was looking down the lane. He was watching for the prodigal son. And when the prodigal son came home, the father ran to meet him. And they, he said, kill the fatted calf. We're going to celebrate. The prodigal son has come home. Don't let Satan deceive you to the point where you would think, I, I'm, I'm a prodigal. I can't come home. They'll make fun of me. Uh, God doesn't love me. That's all a lie. And if you're in a church that makes fun of a prodigal when they come home, shame on you. Shame on you. When somebody comes back to the Lord, we need to celebrate that. Because they're making a decision, I want to go to be with the Lord. Wow, what? I'm supposed to be talking about, what am I supposed to be talking about? I'm supposed to be talking about the peace agreement in World War III. But the thing is, is that I I, I need to get back there. But the thing is, you guys, we're trying to get people to heaven, right? That's the most important thing. And I, I could talk about prophecy till the cows come home. But the thing is, If I can help somebody today to make their way home or to make their way to Jesus, perhaps for the first time. You say, well, you guys are in a ministry. You've never dealt with atheists. Oh, yes, I have. Believe me. I've had people that say, I don't don't believe in God. Or 
I don't know, an agnostic. I don't really know what I believe. The thing is, prophecy is one of the best ways. There's many ways. There's tons of ways. But one of the best ways I have to build people's faith in the Word of God is Bible prophecy. When I can use current events that happened uh, that are happening right now to show how these prophecies that were written thousands of years ago in the Bible are coming to pass right now, letting us know we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, then it builds people's faith in that book. The Bible says that um, Jesus said, I tell you these things before they come to pass, that when they come to pass, you might do what? You might believe. Prophecy builds faith in the only book in the world that I can use to do that with, and that's in the Word of God. Now, when I do that and I build your faith in that, in that Bible, in the Bible, then when I show you how the Bible shows us how to be a part of, or that the Bible says there's a God, and the Bible says there's only one God, and the Bible says that you need to have a relationship with that one God, and you need to be born again to spend eternity with that Lord, people will understand it and believe and that's the goal to all of this. And when I, do, I can deal, I've dealt with everybody from people living under a bridge, literally, to lawyers and doctors and college professors and uh, people that are just million, multi, multi, multi millionaires. You know what? Everybody needs Jesus Christ. Everybody. There's one ticket out of here. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You can't buy your way there. You can't, you don't have enough intellect. You don't, there's not enough um, status quo. You don't have the pedigree. You have to be born again. So, that's what we, that's, that's the plan of salvation, guys. And so, don't you want to be with Jesus for eternity? I do. There's only one or two places. I know a lot of people don't talk about hell that much anymore. But the fact of the matter is, there's a heaven and there's a hell. That's the Bible. And I've got to make it to, I want to spend eternity with the Lord. I absolutely do not want to spend eternity in hell. I do not serve the Lord for a fire escape. But I will tell you, I don't want to go there. I want to spend eternity dancing around the throne of my Savior, the one who died for me. I want to spend eternity with him. I want to see lost, I want to see loved ones that have went on before. I want to see my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, again, and his mom and dad, and all the others that have went on before me that have made it. I want to see them again. And so it's, it's, of, it's of utmost importance, guys. Uh, it's just very, very, it, it, there's nothing more important than this. And wow, I'm going to try to get on, sorry, I'm going to try to get on World War. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm, 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 I feel the presence of God right now. And so I'm very, very thankful for this gospel message that we have uh, because I want to go to heaven and I want to make sure that everybody that listens to us and follows us, I want to keep that on your radar. God's coming back before very long to establish his kingdom and I want to be ready. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. 
This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. All right, welcome back, everybody. And I got to tell you one thing. The I know that Satan would try to deceive you and say, "Well, it, you can't be a you can't be a Christian. You can't do it. There, it's not possible. Uh, you're not strong enough." That's an absolute true statement. You're not strong enough. But when you, but with God, all things are possible. I've had backslidden people, people that were going to church, had a great relationship with God, and left. And they say, well, I, I can't do all that. I, I just can't live that way. And you know what I say? No, you're right, you can't. But God, they've taken God out of the equation. You're, there's no way you'd be able to to be born, to make yourself born again and make you, get your own way to heaven. Duh, it's not going to work like that. But when you trust God and you recognize what God's done in your life, completely transformed you, then you can say, wow, with Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I, I was, my mom got in my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter Church, when I was nine years old. I was baptized when I was 13. But I didn't, still didn't have a right relationship with the Lord. I know I'm one of the weird ones. I don't, I'm just telling you. Didn't have a right relationship with the Lord. After that, church was kind of a social function for me. It really, I mean, I went for the softball games and you, the youth group. And to be around my friends in church, I didn't really have a relationship with the Lord like I should have. I know this is sound weird. I'm just telling you my crazy, nutty life. But the fact of the matter is, as I got a little older, I married Irvin Baxter's daughter, Jana. Still what didn't have the relationship I should have had with the Lord. A lot of people have said, well, why did Irvin Baxter let you marry his daughter? I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. But I asked him and he said yes, and it's the best thing I ever did, I'll be honest with you. However, still didn't have a right relationship with the Lord. I wasn't a spiritual leader in my family like I should have been. So as a result of that, my wife and I uh, had marital problems, and we split up for two years. Yes, Irvin Baxter's daughter and I separated for two years, and I did some horrible things 
that I would be embarrassed to tell you on the radio. I'm just being transparent with you. Because a lot of people need to hear this. Because Satan's a liar. Satan's an absolute liar. And I thought, well, I'll sow wild oats. I'm never going to go back to church. I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I'm a, I, God doesn't love me and I'm out of here. Well, my, at my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, would call me. And he, they were praying for us and stuff. But um, he would call me and he would say, Dave, you know. Uh, you, you need to make your way back to the Lord. And I just, I got to the point where I could turn him off like a big uh, volume on a radio, volume dial, just shut him off. And he could talk, but I wasn't hearing what he was saying. And it, it's embarrassing to me now, but I just, this is what I went through. I was backslidden. I walked away from the Lord and I was just dumb. I'll be honest with you. Well, my, my um, father-in-law, this is why I'll, I'm going to look him up when I see him in heaven and hug his neck because he's one of the reasons I got there. But my father-in-law, now you, many of you may not understand fasting where people would stop eating, and not, but it's a, it's a biblical principle. When you fast, it's like a bulldozer in the spirit world. You're consecrating yourself to God, and there's many reasons for fasting. I'm not going to go into all that, but I'm just telling you, it works. I don't know how it works, but it works. Well, my father-in-law, for my, my wife and I, we were still married. Uh, but we had separated. My father-in-law went on a 38-day, uh, yes, you heard that right, 38 days fast with water only. And perhaps maybe someday we'll talk about fasting or something. I'm not going to take time today. But however, went on a fast. And something about that fast broke something in me. And it was like, I, I didn't want to go to church prior to that. Well, once he did that, I felt like this giant magnet sucking me back, pulling me back to church. And I, I, I couldn't sleep at night. I toss, I turn. I was like, I, man, I, I, uh, people had prayed for me for two years. But once he went on that fast, man, there was just something about that. I couldn't get away from it. So at the end of the two years, my wife and I were supposed to sign the divorce papers that week, and I, my, I told, I thought, well, I told my wife, my, her mom, Judy Baxter, invited us to come to church on a Mother's Day, and I was like, oh, I don't want, to, I wanted to go, but I didn't want to go because I didn't want to face God. I, I was one of those that said, I'm going to go in there, the church roof's going to fall in. That's a lie. That's never going to happen. God wanted me to come more than I wanted to come. Well. We walked in church, and my mother, there was a lady there. My mother-in-law knew this was going to happen. We walked in, and there was a lady there that my mother-in-law used to travel with. And the lady would hold, keep these newspaper clippings of people that had run from God and got killed in car accidents and never made it back and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh. When I walked in, her name was Wanda Nykirk. And when I walked in... I, I told my wife, I said, nope, I ain't going tonight. I know that lady, and I know what she's going to talk about. She's going to scare us to death, and I don't want to go. My wife was like, look, and we've been separated for two years now. She said, I told her, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, this is my last time to church. I'm never going to, you know, I'm never going to make it. I'm probably going to end up going to hell, and I just, you know. And my wife said, look, we're already here. Let's just stay here. My, it's Mother's Day, and I'm like, whatever. Well, anyway, I knew we were going to get divorced that week. 
we walked into church. Well, the lady basically could have dismissed everybody else in the church and just talked to me and my wife. And there was another guy there that I think she was talking to. But anyway, when she gave an altar call, well, of course, me and my wife, I about ripped the pew off the, out from in front of me uh, because I, I thought I, I, I've got this. Is, I, 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 I need God. I need God so bad. Prior to that, I hadn't really recognized my need for God. It was a social thing for me. But I realized I need God. I can't make it one day without God. So we went to the altar, we prayed, God healed our marriage in two weeks. We were back together like we had never been separated at all. And we've got, today, we have the best marriage you, you can't even imagine. You just have to be around us. We've got the best marriage. But God healed all of that. So, and now, look at what we do. Say, are you bragging? Absolutely not. I'm bragging on God because God healed all this. And God is using us to reach people all over the world. Well, thank God, right? Well, now, let's talk about you. Where are you at today? Are you somebody who is um, had never made a right relationship with the Lord? You can do it. Don't let, don't let Satan say, oh, if I walk in the doors of the church, the ceiling's going to fall in. That's a lie from Satan. So you know what Satan wants? Satan wants you to spend eternity in hell. That's what he wants. And if you listen to him, that's where you'll end up. But the thing is, I recognized, you've got to recognize your need for God. If you don't think you need God, you, then, you know, you, you, you need to... <laughs> Because without God, you have nothing. But God changed me. And if, if you're out there today and you've never had a right relationship with the Lord, you can have one. You say, well, I've tried it before and it didn't work. Irrelevant. God can help you. You may not have submitted your life to God in 100%, which you need to do. But once you do that, it becomes almost easy. I live for God. I'm a Christian. God I'm a blood-bought. God purchased my salvation on Calvary. So now, guess what? I have a relationship with him, and I love it. There's nothing better than this. I don't worry about anything. God takes care of everything. It's awesome. You say, well, you live this perfect life. No, I absolutely do not. I've got to have trees trimmed. My water heater goes out. I get flat tires. I blah, blah, blah. I'm living in the same world you're living in. But it does. I just realized God's got his hands upon me, and it's awesome. So... If you've never had a right relationship with the Lord, be born again. Come on in. And if you're a backslider, I've been right where you're at. I've been lied to by Satan just like you're being lied to by Satan. God wants you to come back more than you want to come back. You may think, well, I don't want anything to do with God. You need God more than you need anything. You need God more than you need food, more than you need water, more than you need money more than you need any kind of medicine, anything, a job. You need God more than anything. And don't let, God, don't let Satan deceive you into thinking, well, I can't make it in church. That's a lie from Satan. Don't you understand there's an enemy, a spiritual enemy, that's trying to destroy you and your family? You say, well, me and my wife just don't love each other anymore. Well, start loving her. What, what, what got you and your wife, 
What did you get married for in the first place? You dated? Take your wife out on a date. Buy her some flowers. Get, get, buy a babysitter for the weekend. Take your wife away. Do what you did when you dated before you got married in the first place. You might be surprised. She might put her hair up like she used to when you dated. Then what do you think about that? The thing is, is that don't let Satan destroy your life. God is saying, come home, come home, come to me. All ye that are burdened, and you don't have to be. Come unto me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. You've let Satan deceive you to the point where you think you can't make it. That's an absolute lie. I am, my father-in-law has told people, Dave is proof positive that God can do anything with anybody because he knew my childhood. He knew how I was raised. And he knew how, he knew that I, I didn't have a right relationship for a long time. I didn't, just didn't, I didn't know how to do anything. But yet, God can rework your life to the point where, wow, I can do something. God loves me. I didn't really know that for years. And it was a, it, it has been pretty awesome. God, I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've been to prison. I don't care what you did. I don't care if you've been in the LGBTQ lifestyle. I don't care, you know, what you've done. God can save you. God can bring, God, God can heal you. He can heal your mind. He can heal your heart. He can rework your spiritual DNA. He can recreate that and make you into an individual that is a wonderful Christian and a disciple of Jesus Christ. And when you hear that trumpet sound someday, your feet can leave the ground. There are no excuses. You can make it. So if you're a backslider, come on back. There's my personal invitation. Come on home. And there's no excuses on the judgment day. There won't be. Because God's drawing people all around the world. I know. I work with missionaries. I'm working with people in Israel. There are people all over the world being saved. God is drawing people, drawing people. So you, But you think that you're one of the ones that's excluded. And God's not really drawing me. Yes, He is. But you may not be tuned into the voice. Start walking towards Him, and I promise you, He's been there all along. He died so you can be saved. So, come on home. If you're a backslider, come on. Very important. If you've never been how to walk with the Lord, come on. Let us help you find a good Bible-believing teaching church that can teach you and disciple you and help you become a great Christian. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. 
it is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back, everybody. And, you know, I've got uh, I've got so much information here, but I, I, I've went actually, you know, I don't think I really went sideways on this program. I did not intend to do any of this. But the thing is, is that everybody listening to me, to, to me today and myself, we're all just people. Let's just face it. I'm not, I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not, you know. I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. I'm a person. I'm a person that God died for 2,000 years ago. And that's exactly what you are. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me how much money you have. If, you, if God's blessed you, that's, man, thank God. And education, and uh, if if you've got a great education, that's tremendous. And if you've got you know if you've got a wonderful pedigree and you're famous or all that stuff, I get it. And I'm, I'm thank I'm awesome, wonderful. God's bless you. But the fact of the matter is, is that people get hung up and they get lied to by Satan, and some people actually believe him. You say, why are you getting so far into this? Because I've dealt with people for years and years in ministry. And I've had people come to me, come into my home, and with and their life is a complete wreck. Because Satan has ravished their lives. He starts out with something little small. Well, I think I'll take this pill. Or I think I'll go, uh, you know, I might go out to the bar with the buddies. Or I might do whatever. And then eventually their life is ripped apart. And I'm not saying you going out with the buddies is wrong or whatever. I'm just saying... Satan will get a little wicked while in here and there and eventually their life's ripped completely to shreds because they weren't trusting God. They were, they were relying upon themselves to make it through life and humans have proved for thousands of years that they can really make a mess of stuff. But I have seen God take far worse situations than mine and completely turn them back around and make something very beautiful. I have pastor friends who were alcoholics. I have pastor friends who their dad were alcoholics and beat their mom and have been in prison. And I've known people that have committed murder and been saved. And I've got friends who have come out of the LGBTQ lifestyle. I mean, you name it. And I've known people who have been delivered from demons and have led have led Christian lives and so you Satan is a, the master deceiver he's going to deceive people all the way through the end time that's his method is deception 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 the bible says in revelation 16 that the the spirits of uh, like frogs came out of the mouth of the false prophet the antichrist and this and satan revelation 16 and it's a message of deception to deceive those nations to come down against Israel to battle. It's just deception. Satan is a liar. The Bible says the truth isn't even in him. So how do you think it's going to be when he starts telling you, well, God doesn't love you? That's a lie. 
God doesn't want you to come to church. Don't backslider. Don't come back to church. That's a lie. You can't let Satan deceive you. I, the, this is a fight that we're in. The Bible says we don't war against flesh and blood. We're warring against evil spirits and principalities. I'm warring in the spiritual world against Satan and his imps trying to get you into church while Satan's trying to push you away. And so it's a battle. So we pray and we fast and we, we study the Word of God in an effort to get people to come in, but there's a spiritual resistance there saying, no, you don't want anything to do with church. Church is the dumbest thing coming. No, no, church is your lifeline. And so you need to become a part of a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church that can help disciple you and help you in, in times of need. I've got a guy coming on um, Wednesday. I'm going to interview him. His name's Pastor Art Hodges. And he was one of the people that did not close his church out in California even, in communist California. He didn't close his church during COVID. And he just won a $1.6 million lawsuit that went all the way to the Supreme Court. I'm going to be interviewing him Wednesday on the program. And so, but imagine being part of a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, especially through the end times, the things that we would go through in the future. You don't want to be isolated out here somewhere or on your own. Imagine facing the mark of the beast, the world government, world religion, all of these things at the same time without God in your life. Now that's going to be a travesty. You say, Dave, you're trying to scare me. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling the, the, the reality of what's coming. I don't want to face one day without Jesus Christ. But there are people, I have talked to them, that think they're going to face these end times just ahead of us without serving the Lord. I'm like, come on, get in church. Nah, you know, I'm going to become a prepper. Well, uh, I mean, you can. there's nothing wrong with storing up a few things and this, that, and the other, but... It, you need God. I trust God, and God's never failed me. I have failed Him, but guess what? Even though I failed Him, that doesn't mean I'm a failure. Because you know what? Over time, God has helped me, even though I had my face rubbed in the dirt. God has picked me up, shaken the dirt off, wiped me off, washed my face, and said, I still love you. Come on. And then guess what? I made another mistake. Fell down again. And God would come along, pick me up, dust me off, wash my face and say, come on. He's done it over and over and over. And I think, God, you still can't love me. Not after all the mistakes I've made. And God says, yeah, I actually still do. I've looked at uh, my my own son who's made... Mistake after mistake after mistake. And guess what? I still love him. I still love him. I still love him. I still love him. Now, do you think Jesus Christ doesn't have much more love than I do? That he would look over all your mistakes and say, I know you've made mistakes, but I created you and I still love you. I mean, I couldn't sit here the rest of the program, the rest of the year, and explain to you how awesome the love of God is for you. I don't care what you've done. Don't let Satan lie to you. That's one of the biggest things today is 
this disinformation and lies and deception and propaganda in our world. The Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. I'm telling you the truth today. God loves you. God wants to save you. God died for you. Come be a part of this. And so it's of utmost importance, everybody. There's not a more important message that I could have for you today. And that's another thing, backsliders. A lot, some of you may not even understand backsliders. Somebody that had a walk with God, that made a move towards God and then saying, I don't want that, you know, something may have happened. Uh, maybe a, 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 a marriage, something happened in a marriage or uh, just something crazy happened and somebody left the church and said, I'm, I, you know, I'm backsliding. And then think, well, God hates me. No, I've done that. I've been there. And God God told me one time, Dave, I'm recreating your spiritual DNA. You say, but I've all, you know, I, I am, I'm uh, 55. I turned 55 in August. And I had God tell me within the last year, Dave, I'm recreating your spiritual DNA. And he is. You say, but uh, he didn't do that years ago. He, he moved on me years ago, but I still had some kinks. And so... God is straight, straight, he's ironing me. <laughs> he's ironing out the, the, the kinks in my life. And I'm watching God do it, and it is amazing. And I'm so thankful. Guess what? God can do the same thing for you. This is a message of love and of hope throughout the end times. Don't go through the end times without the love of God and without a relationship with Him and not with the, without your hope and faith and trust in Him. It's not going to work. It will not work. I can, I can teach you about every, every prophecy that's in the Bible in intricate detail. But if you don't understand the love of God and, and how He can transform your life, then we've, we've failed here. I want you to know God loves you more than anything. And he wants to transform your life into something that is just this beautiful flower. And it, it blooms and you think, how in the world did I get here? Look at what I used to be. That's the whole plan of God. The Bible says God was in Christ reconciling the world. Reconcile, what does that mean? To bring together again. Sonship was lost with Adam and Eve. And God devised a plan. He gave stopgap measures in the Old Testament which was the tabernacle plan and the temple plan. He brought the Israelites through the wilderness. Those were types and shadows of spiritual realities that we have here in the New Testament. And now you can, then Jesus comes along and he says, Nicodemus, John 3, you must be, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Once you're born again, God starts putting you through the process of recreating your DNA your spiritual DNA. And it doesn't matter if you're... I baptized um, a 92-year-old World War II veteran one time. You say, oh, it's too late. No. We had to help the guy down into water. I've, got, I've, put, I've taken people out of wheelchairs and baptized them. I'm telling you, you're a person. You have a soul, and God loves you. And don't let Satan ever lie to you and tell you that he doesn't. Every person under the sound of my voice. Share this program with everybody. Because everybody needs to know, there's a ticket out of here, and it's to be born again. 
and God loves you. God's love, it, I don't even really understand the depth of God's love. I can sit here and try to explain it, but there's no way that the God of the universe would come and die for me. How can I explain that? I have a finite mind. It's not possible. But he did it. And he's changed my life. I haven't always been a minister. God called me into this miraculously through one miraculous event after another. And it may not be your calling to be a minister, but it is your calling to be in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church and to live as a Christian all the way to the end and to spend eternity with Him. The Bible says it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come under repentance. And God died so you can have the ability to do that. It's, your, it's, it's a, a wonderful gift from God, and it's available to every single person that their heart is beating and that they're breathing, and that's you. So, with that, I will tell you that we love you here at End Time Ministries. All our entire End Time team, it's why we do this stuff. It's because we love you, and if, if we can help you anyway in your spiritual journey, email me, drobbins at endtime.com, dnorvell at endtime.com, um, v as in Victor, Vince, v Stegall at endtime.com, or call 1-800-END-TIME. Any way we can help you. I, when that trumpet sounds, I want to see people everywhere. Their feet leave the ground, and we go to spend eternity with the Lord. That's the goal in all of this. Preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God to the entire world because the end time is now. Wow. I think God kind of took over the program today, folks, because I had something totally different planned. And, But man, I want to tell you, we love you. God loves you. And we here at End Time Ministries, that's what we're all about is, make, is helping people get to heaven, sharing the gospel of the kingdom with you. We love you, and I know God loves you as well. The Bible says He does. 